You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Join us on your popular show, Medical Files. This evening on Medical Files, one of your favorites is back again. Farooq Hafiji, specialist family physician, someone that resonates positively on the platforms of Marcus Sahaba, the voice of the Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah. And I can tell you he's well-known also on many other platforms and he's a legend when it comes to medical files. Dr. Farooq Hafiji, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell us, how are you doing this fine, beautiful evening, Doc? Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa Yes, we are. Looks like we are you know, coming nicely into summer because it's becoming quite hot here in Durban and a bit humid. Uh, but alhamdulillah, uh, we go through the four cycles of the year very comfortably. Inshallah. You know, absolutely, uh, doctor. You know, you say we go through the four cycles, and you know, spring, summer, autumn, winter. And uh, the I'm uh, wondering about the psychology and the physiology of the human mind and the human body. How does it react uh, to these four different seasons? Uh, do you find human beings are being different and having different temperaments and different conditions? How do you react to that, uh, doctor? With all the hikmah that you've been through and uh, the world class physician that you are. Uh, what's your diagnosis and uh, prognosis on that, Doc? Well, all knowledge comes from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. We need we need to acknowledge that first, uh, first of all, uh, and uh, we just uh, we just say what uh, what we know from from the knowledge that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala gives us. There is a there is definitely there is definitely a feeling of depression in winter, in countries where the weather is not very good. Countries where it rains most of the time, or, or it's cloudy, or it's dull, shorter days, uh, like in the UK, uh, in parts of America, Canada. Yes, the, the people. It has been shown that people go through a um, a depressive situation in winter, and of course, uh, in in spring, when spring comes up, uh, there's a brightening of everything, uh, and 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 that actually the thing that helps us there. Uh, is the uh, blossoming of flowers and the greenery that you see around, uh, which uh, which actually helps us uh, to to change our mood from a depressed mood to a more uh, enlightened mood. And then, of course, summer comes in, and of course, it's a more happier time uh, for us. Uh, and uh, yes, so you know, so our moods do change as the seasons change. Absolutely, doctor. And as you said, uh, the mood. Uh, but then you can get a, you know, a constant, a tranquil mood in your salah, your zikrullah, the tilawah of the noble Quran, keeping in sync with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the zikr alone. When you're making Allah, Allah, there is a connection. And how, uh, you know, a religion, if you look at uh, the deen that we have given, is such a boon. And, you know, it's such a stabilizer that if you follow, you know, wa'athirullah, wa'athir rasul, obeying Allah and obeying his messenger, then uh, perhaps uh, we'll have you know, brilliant minds, brilliant health, and so forth, uh, Doctor? We have a wonderful religion. Allah Ta'ala has outlined everything for us, not only for our physical being, but also for our mental well-being. And uh, we just need to follow what what the Quran tells us and what and the Sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu There is a lot of wisdom in it, and there is a lot of hikmah, a lot of uh, direction, guidance, uh, and... Uh, we just need to look for it, and and it's and it's all there. Uh, even the way to behave and how to conduct ourselves with other people, and how to um, uh, you know to uh, to have a peaceful life, it's all there. It's all there for us uh, to to take into account. Um, and uh, we can, you know, um, uh, our character our character is very important in Islam. And Allah Ta'ala loves people with good character. Uh, and Rasulullah has always emphasized good character. And that's what we should be aiming for. Yeah, well said the doctor. And, you know, we're talking about a topic uh, this uh, evening is aggression. And, you know, aggression can be normal and is only an indicator of the underlying disease uh, when feeling mafa, uh, when feelings uh, become uh, excessive all-consuming and interfering with daily living. You look at the G7, they have uh, justified the aggression and the mayhem that is perpetrated uh, by Israel on the innocent uh, Palestinians. And it seems as if the West uh, are more prone to aggression, mayhem and murder and so forth. But that's on the other side, uh, Doctor. What about aggression 
uh, you know, it can be normal and is only an indicator of underlying diseases when feeling uh, become excessive, all-consuming and interfering with daily living. What's your say, take on aggression, uh, doctor? Well, uh, aggression, if you, uh, aggression can be long-term or it can be short-term, uh, medium-term, short-term. Long-term aggression is usually due to a personality disorder in humans. I'm not talking about the actions of countries. Uh, actions of countries are, are different, like what's happening in the Middle East at the moment. That's aggression, that. Uh, that's, uh, that's aggression by a country. Dominance. Um, you listen to me. You do what I tell you to do. Uh, and, and, and they don't listen to the other side of the story. And uh, uh, they want everyone to do what they want to do. And, uh, you know, it's my way or the highway, that kind of attitude. Um, and, and, yeah, countries display that. And, and usually uh, it's the people that are running the country that have that attitude. Um, but uh, coming back again, the long-term aggression, people who are like that for, for, from childhood, adolescent, adult, young adults into adulthood, they're, they're always aggressive. Uh, they're always, you know, uh, talking in an, in an aggressive way. Uh, um, uh, anger and people, uh, you know, it, it can be a personality disorder. And if it is a personality disorder, there's not much you can do about it because personality dis disorders have no cure for them. Uh, it's, the, it's what the person is. That's the person. That's the type of person um, um, that's, that you are, you are dealing with. So you have to work around that person. And a lot of the things that happen... Uh, you, you need to try and keep minimal contact with a person like that um, uh, just to get by with whatever you're doing. They always have a problem in their marriage, in their relationships, uh, because uh, they, they need a, uh, and usually it's men, they need a partner who's docile, uh, who, they, who accepts everything that is, that is said, and uh, who accepts everything that uh, is done for them. Uh, without complaining and without uh, expecting anything more, uh, so they do get they do they do look for a partner who they who they can dominate, uh, and uh, uh, but if they they find a, a person who is not in that category, uh, there will be problems in the relationship. Definitely, there will be problems in the relationship. So uh, that's that's the personality type of uh, aggression, aggressive behavior. But then you get another type of aggressive behavior, which is more short-term, middle-term, depending on how long the condition has been going. And uh, this is caused by some mental problem. Uh, Maybe, uh, you know, somebody who's, uh, who's, who's, who's going through a, uh, a, 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 a situation where they're afraid, uh, they're overwhelmed by either work, they're overwhelmed by circumstances, family problems, whatever it is, uh, or they may feel threatened by something. Uh, or they may feel like they're, like they're going out of control. Uh, they've got so much to do and they haven't got enough time and pressure is on them and they feel that they are going to go out of control. Uh, or it may be, you know, frustrated. They may be absolutely frustrated with what they're doing. They don't like what they're doing. Um, and, uh, but they are forced to do it and that creates this uh, aggressive behavior uh, in people. And that is short term. And usually the driving force behind such an aggression is anxiety. Uh, it's anxiety that drives them to, 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 to do this because they, they feel some satisfaction in being able to control people and enable to try and get uh, things done their way or the highway. So they will keep using that and, uh, and, and it's very aggressive behavior. Uh, it, it can be physical, it can be verbal, or it and emotional is usually with the close family members, uh, usually their wives, or, or if, if it's a woman that's aggressive, it's usually the husband telling them off all the time. Uh, and, and the slightest little thing that happens, uh, they go off and shout and scream and, and become abusive. Uh, yes, uh, you know, they, they express their anger and hostility and they intimidate. And, the, and they, they want to dominate. They, mean, they want to dominate the conversation. Uh, and, uh, you know, even in the body language, you can see that the body language is not a normal, relaxed person. The body language shows that they are, uh, they are very rigid and they are, they are not comfortable. Not a, you can see that they are not 
um, not at peace with themselves. Um, yeah, also, you know, they, 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 they have a, uh, uh, they, they generally speak loudly and they interrupt others and they're also trying to control the discussion. Um, and that, th those are some of the things that, that we see happening with people who are, who are aggressive. But usually, as I said, there is a problem. There is a psychological problem that's driving this thing here and they actually need help. They actually need help, and there are people who uh, who are one of the uh, one of the biggest deniers of anxiety, and and of course depression, anxiety, and depression go together. Uh, sometimes there's more more anxiety and less depression, and sometimes there's more depression than less anxiety. But this aggressive behavior usually has a has an anxiety component to it, uh, and uh, they're very difficult to get to treatment. They are very difficult to accept that they are aggressive. Uh, they think they are right. Everybody else is wrong. Uh, it's your fault. Uh, you know, you're always doing things wrong. Um, you, uh, you know, you, you, you're something wrong with you mentally. In the meantime, there's something wrong with them mentally. Uh, so, and they make everybody's life miserable around them. Uh, whether it's home or work or their friends, they, they, they have very few friends. Uh, and usually the friends that they have are also docile people people who, who accept uh, uh, that kind of behavior without uh, counteracting it and uh, who also have low self-esteem and they need somebody to guide them and to control them. So, so you, know, you do get people like that. So, uh, so they usually find people like that uh, to associate with. But uh, uh, that's not normal behavior. Doctor, you know, Jazakallah for that. And I want you to explain this type of scenario. You know, you get certain individuals that grow up in a home uh, that is, uh, you know, full of uh, violence and the father is abusive with the mum and so forth. And this young lad is watching all that. But as he grows up and he becomes an individual that uh, shuns what his dad did and becomes a better, a better person. And then you find another kid that grows up in a home that is uh, stable, uh, sober habits and so forth but uh, it turns out to be someone that is aggressive, violent, and so forth. What happens there, doctor? How does this uh, type of uh, scenario come through? Is it programming that they get a stimulus from outside influence, maybe the media or watching something else, or something just triggers them to do this, uh, doctor? What's your thoughts? Well, when we grow up, uh, our personality uh, develops from the age of two up to the age of about five or six. That is very, uh, it's a very important part in a child's life. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a period when our minds are molded according to what, how we will be when we are adults. Uh, this is very important to think about. Uh, and, and, you know, what happens is that, uh, and, and so what, two, two to five-year-old, you are still a child, you're in control of your, your parents are in control of you. Uh, you, they, you are in their environment all the time. You can't go anywhere on your own. Uh, you are stuck with them all the time, and uh, and you do what they what what, what they do. Uh, you you eat what they eat. You you say things like how they think say things. You think like how they think. Uh, so everything you know you you are completely dependent on them. So if you if you have an abusive relationship in that environment. If the husband is abusive to the wife or the wife is abusive to the husband, the child will think that that's the way to live. That's normal. And then so they grow up thinking that that's the way to behave. And that's the way to... So if the husband is uh, aggressive towards his wife and uh, abusive towards his wife, and, uh, the and if the child is a male, they'll think that's how you treat women. That's how you treat women. And, and so the first starting point starting point would be uh, that the child will become aggressive towards the mother. That will be the starting point. They will disrespect the mother and they will shout at the mother and uh, like how the father does. Uh, and that will be the starting point. And, and, and if that is not controlled, they will then start shouting at other at their sisters. They, they, will, they, will, they will start taking advantage and dominating their sisters. And of course, it'll, it'll go on. And, and in the adult life, uh, when they get married, that's what they will do to their wives, unfortunately. Uh, and uh, that's, that's the behavior that they, they have grown up with. That's the behavior that they think is normal. And that's 
the way they will carry on until somebody uh, you know, shakes them up and says, you know what, your behavior is not right. Your behavior is abnormal. And, and then, of course, when you tell them that, there will be a great deal of denial and, of course, a threatening, some, some threatening words from them, uh, to, uh, like an insult to them, and they will uh, they'll probably uh, uh, not communicate with you again if you tell them that. Uh, they're a great denial because they think they are right, and that's how life should be. So, you see, again, coming back again to how it started, it's so, it's so, so, so important for us to make sure that in our, our home is a stable home, uh, that we are loving parents, that we respect each other, we respect each other's views. Uh, we, 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 if we differ, we differ in a good way. Uh, we all differ, of course, we can't all think the same, but when we differ, we need to differ in a, in a, in a loving way, in a way that does not insult the other person, that, not, that, that does not belittle the other person, and uh, that, that, that respect, there's respect shown. Uh, and if you do that, uh, and that child growing up between two and five will also behave in that way when they grow up. And, and uh, so, so it's, it's so important for us. We always make dua that Allah Ta'ala gives us a child that's with good character, a pious child, uh, and, and, and a child that would, uh, would respect their parents. And of course, you know what? We make dua for that. We make dua for that. But if our behavior is contrary to that, how can the child grow up uh, in, in a good way? So, uh, so again, you know, we, we need to think about this very carefully. And if we do have an excessive behavior in us, we have to do something about it. We have to make sure that we change. And the only person you can change is yourself. You can't change anybody. And many times, uh, women get married to men who are aggressive, and they say, no, don't worry. After I get married, I'll fix him up. I'll sort him out. But they can't. They will not be able to sort him out because you can't change people. You have to. You can only change yourself. So if you are an aggressive person, you need to try and work out what you need to do to become less aggressive or non, not aggressive at all. You can see it in driving too, uh, Shafat. You can see how people drive, mm. aggressive, dri aggressive drivers, they don't follow road signs. They don't follow. They don't worry about the rights of other road users. Uh, they overtake whenever they want, and they they will come in front of you, and they will hoot when you when you come in front of them. And that's aggressive driving, uh, and that's part that, that's part of the nature of the person who's driving. And of course, if they are driving in an aggressive way, their behavior all around will also be an aggressive aggressive behavior. Yeah, you know, Doc, you make a lot of sense. And uh, then I was thinking aloud here, what about uh, those the children uh, that uh, perhaps uh, unfortunately have the experience of having uh, maybe, you know, these teachers from the subcontinent. We have seen a lot of uh, clips of them hitting uh, the children while they were learning the sabak and so forth. And uh, what type of lesson is, uh, or what type of message is that sending uh, to the kids? You know, at a certain time, the kids that don't even uh, uh, like uh, the religion because of the teacher being so aggressive actually hitting them, slapping them whilst reading holy books and so forth. What's your thoughts on that? And how should uh, individuals like this should be treated or should be handled, uh, uh, doctor? Yes, you know, the uh, physical abuse and that you can see, our, uh, you know, a lot of our teachers, our stars when, when I was younger, uh, were like that. I mean, they, uh, they were abusing children. They were, caused, they were, they were, they were really hitting uh, children who uh, who were slow learners, uh, who, who no, no, not their fault, it's not their fault, they were just slow learners. And uh, there was no distinction made between a bright, the bright student and, the, and the, the student who was less bright and less, uh, uh, less uh, uh, intelligent. Uh, everyone was treated the same, and if, you, if they didn't uh, conform to what they wanted, they were, they were assaulted, they were hit, they were hit. Uh, and uh, in fact, uh, I know one person who's told me that, that uh, when uh, this is, you know, he's passed away now, uh, but he told me, you know what, I was hit so much at Madrasa that they, that they, that they drove religion out of me. <laughs> so so yeah. to that extent, where he started not liking Islam, not liking reading the Quran, not liking you know, going to Madrasa. And uh, you see that that's what, that's the impact that it can have. Uh, unfortunately, but we don't have that these days. We have very, very lovable uh, ustads teaching our children, and our, our apas are phenomenal people. 
uh, they absolutely they actually deserve all the accolades that we can give them. Uh, they do a wonderful job, uh, and a very you know it's like a mothering thing, mothering as well, uh, and taking care of the children and teaching them in a very loving way. Uh, we've gone a very very long way, Shafat, from from uh, 40, 30, 40 years ago, uh, and and you know we should really be grateful to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala uh, for giving us such people in our midst. You know, I was very uh, lucky. I had uh, Hafez Ismail Padia, Rahimullah. Bhai Padia's father being my ostad, he was a gentle soul. And uh, he used to, like, uh, pass the buck on and say, all right, oh, you, the big one there, come and take this uh, father's lesson here. And he should let them do it, and he should keep up with the big uh, students and so forth. So, you know, alhamdulillah, he never had the rod, and he caned the students and all that. But I know many, uh, even I had uh, in many instances, when I met one captain many years ago, uh, Dr. Farooq Hafiji, and one day whilst I was giving him the Quran and then he started crying. I said, why are you crying? He said, you know what? I've got a son who's in America now and he's gone out of the fold of Islam and all that. I said, why? what went wrong, uh, Captain? And he said, you know, me, my wife, and we be we, Dini people, we try and cap. But what happened? We sent him out for his elementary lessons and he got hit so badly one day that he came back and he said, I never want to go back again. And that had like a psychological back uh, like a blackout on him and he never went back to it uh, uh, Dr. Farooq Hafiji and we make uh, duas like you know if you're given the amana of teaching children make sure you do it the way uh, Nabi Sallallahu would have done it do it the way that he would have handled children he loved them and he encouraged them and you know I'm thinking of something else you know the you have this aggressive kid coming to you showing your styles and that how about winning them over with maybe some sweets and some presents and say hey man if you don't behave like this I'm going to give you sweets I'm going to an incentive to get away from that aggression, uh, Doctor. What's your thoughts? They need help. They are people who need help desperately. And yes, that's a way to treat them, to become friendly with them. And that's not the end of the story. That's just the beginning. You need to find out what's going on in their lives. Because something is happening in their life which is frustrating them, making them angry, and, and uh, making them lose control of themselves. Something is happening in their family. It's either, uh, or, or it may be a school. Something may be happening in the school. Somebody may be bullying them, or, or somebody may be, uh, you know, teasing them, or something like that. Or, uh, you know, it's it's something that's happening. Something that's happening that's creating this uh, problem, and they are taking it out on other people. And uh, usually, we say that the first person, the first people that they will take it out on, are the people that are closest to them. So, so it'll start happening. They'll start disrespecting their parents and uh, and their siblings, uh, and of course, uh, from there it'll spill over uh, to other people, their friends, and and the community, uh, then the community. So, uh, you know, the, the earlier you catch it, the better the chances of recovery. Uh, the the longer you leave it, the more entrenched that behavior becomes, and it becomes part of their life. Uh, that's how they behave because uh, that's how. They, and then, and then, you know, once they start behaving like this, they find that they get things done. So, you know, it suits them. Then after a while, if if it becomes entrenched, they find that when they start shouting and screaming, things get done. Everybody hurries around them and get things done. Uh, so, if they want food uh, on the table when they come home. And, and it's not there, and they shout and scream. Uh, next time he comes home, the food is on the table. So it works. It works because everybody is scared of them. So, but, that, but you know, it doesn't, it's not loving. It's not a loving way of doing it. It's a threatening way of doing it. It's a hostile way of doing it. And that's not the right way to do it. Now, uh, Doctor, let's take this scenario. You're in the shopping mall or the supermarket, and uh, this mother is uh, pushing that kid in the trolley, and that kid sees a uh, chocolate, and he wants it, and he brings on the roof, and he's screaming, he's bringing a tantrum. The embarrassed mother is there, and perhaps you can't afford it. What happens in that scenario? What should the mom do, uh, Doctor? That's a tantrum, that. A tantrum is different. A tantrum is a, mm. is a way in which the child is trying to control you. In other words, it's a, a tantrum is a, is a thing that, a, that the child uses. It's a mechanism that the child uses to get what they want. So, uh, so they will embarrass you because they, they know that if they embarrass you, you, quail, you quickly give it to them to stop them. And that's what, that's what the aim is. So, and, and a tantrum is usually like theater. You know, uh, you need an audience. They need an audience. 
Without the audience, they can't have a tantrum. They need somebody to see the tantrum. So if your child is getting used to getting tantrums, just walk away from there into the next room. Now they have no audience. So tantrum will stop immediately. Now if this happens in the shopping center, it means it's happening at home. If it's happening at home, it'll happen anywhere. You have to control it at home. You have to differently control it at home, then it won't happen outside. And if it does happen outside, you have to, you have to ignore the tantrum and just carry on. Sometimes they, they can become very uh, uh, damaging. They'll start pulling things, uh, which will create a problem, uh, in which case then you start taking uh, some of their benefits away from them. Tell them, look, you know what, if you carry on doing this, uh, I, was going to I was going to buy you an ice cream, I'm not going to buy you an ice cream. Uh, and, uh, and, and, you know, tell them, look, I was going to buy you some sweets, now I'm not going to buy you some sweets. And unless you stop now, absolutely now, unless you stop now, I'll buy it for you. If you don't stop now, I'm not going to buy it from you. I was going to buy it, now I'm not going to. Your behavior is terrible. So, so in, in that way, you, you take things away from them, uh, you, you know, that, 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 they, that they would like, that they would love. Um, uh, but if, they, if, they, if the behavior continues, don't buy them the ice cream. Don't buy them the sweets. Now they know the next time that your threat is genuine. The threat is genuine because if you if you give in and 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 go and buy the ice cream or the or the sweet, even after they've been naughty and and, and had a tantrum, you are doing yourself a great disfavor. Then you, then the child will continue doing that because they know that they they can behave like that in an unacceptable way, and you will still reward them. So 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 that's the way. Uh, that's the way it should be done, and, and it should be done at home as well. Uh, and at home, you can take the things away that they are, that they love to play with. So it may be uh, it may be a, a, some something that they play with all the time. Uh, maybe a car or a truck or, a, or whatever it is that they that they love and they play with. And you tell them that look, if you if you don't if you if you don't stop behaving like this, I'm going to take this away from you. Well, for one day or two days, and take it and put it high up so they can see it. And then because every time they see it, they realize that the reason why it's there is because of their bad behavior. Uh, and then after one day goes by or whatever time you you uh, you specified, whether it's hours or days, after that time, then you can take it and give it back to them. Uh, next time it happens again, do the same again. Now they know that your threat, that you, you follow up with your threat. You, you don't uh, uh, you, you don't go back on your threat, uh, and never lie to your child because if, if you lie to your child, uh, they know they cannot trust you, and they, they know that uh, uh, that they can take advantage of you. So if you say no, it's no forever. Only comes becomes yes if circumstances change. Otherwise, when if you said no, it's no, and uh, because you need to give the child some guidelines about behavior. And, and children love guidelines. They need to know where they are. Uh, and if you have no guidelines, the, children, the child will behave uh, as if they want to do whatever they want to do, because they, they are unaware of dangers. They are unaware of consequences. Uh, they, they, uh, they are innocent people. Uh, and so we need to put those, those guidelines for them uh, to say, look, you can go this far, but no more. Um, and, uh, uh, and and if you uh, if you do that, then you get a well-behaved child. It takes effort, it takes time to do to develop this. Dr. Jazakallah, we're having a beautiful conversation with you this evening, as uh, usual. And uh, what about these kids? And I, uh, these parents, I'd love to put everything up on Facebook and uh, Instagram and all these different platforms, where a child is still in the diaper, but they're having adult conversation with the kid. And the kid, you know, reacts like a real adult, but still can't do the basics properly. Uh, you know, how do you advise these types of people? Uh, people Is that uh, good for the kid or is it detri detrimental to make that kid feel, you know, hey, you are special, man, no matter, you have no faults and so forth. <laughs> how do you react, Doc? Uh, yeah, generally people who, uh, you know, who do that uh, are just, uh, you know, um, they're just showing, showing off and, and it's not a good thing. Uh, it's absolutely not a good thing to do that. Uh, and you know, it's uh, uh, it's it's also not only bad for them, uh, but it's bad for people who are watching as well, 
because they think that uh, their child must also do the same, uh, and, and it's a wrong thing to do. So they want the child to do the wrong thing as well. So, so both ways is not. It's, it's, it's a person who's who's uh, uh, making up that video, and it's also the person who's watching the video. So those things we must keep away from because uh, that doesn't do anybody any any good at all. Uh, so, but but to the child, it depends how old the child is. Uh, you know, child in a diaper will not remember what's going, what's really going on. Uh, and uh, by the child older, older than two years, definitely three years, uh, they will remember uh, what 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 is being said. And and uh, uh, so 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 you know, again, uh, you are teaching the child something that is false, not the truth, and the child will get confused. The child will get confused because the child doesn't know whether it's, it's right or whether it's wrong, whether they're supposed to do that, whether they're not supposed to do that. So if they make them behave like adults in a video, they think that they can behave like an adult out of the video. So that's how their behavior will be at home. And of course, they will start mimicking people who are adults in the, in the house. And of course, they'll start um, doing things that they want to do rather than what they should be doing. So it's, it's not a good thing. Well, uh, Doc, whilst you're talking to me, I'm looking at the screen. They're lighting up as usual when Dr. Farooq Afiji comes on. And, uh, Doctor, this is the first question from Ahmed. He says, a cool show indeed, uh, Brother Shaf. And uh, thank uh, Dr. Farooq Afiji for discussing it. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam, brother. He says, uh, in our times of yesteryear, Dr. Farooq Afiji, the rod was not spared. We caught it all the time. That kept us straight. Doctor, yeah, I mean, the father too say, come here. Even if you didn't do anything wrong, Ben, you caught it. And you're just afraid of upsetting the father. Or then maybe you had a sibling that go and say, hey, dad, you know, Farouk did this and you didn't do it. Dad still gave you a shot on that. Uh, what's your reaction, doctor? You see, when you do that, you're teaching the child to solve problems with violence. That's the problem. You're teaching the child that if you do something wrong, there's violence. So the chances are very high that those children will develop into adults who will start abusing people physically. Not, if not physically, they'll start abusing people verbally. Uh, and uh, there's a whole crop of them that will come up, uh, you know, thinking that that's the way to solve problems. Uh, and that's the downside of it. Of course, um, you know, intermittent... Uh, you know, uh, when ch the child is very naughty, uh, we're not supposed to. Uh, corporal punishment for children is banned in South Africa and all and more and all over the world actually in most in most countries, and uh, that's the reason. The reason is that uh, it 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 increases uh, violence in adults because they 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 grow up feeling that you, you need to solve problems by violence. So. Uh, but you know, uh, you can do this. You can you can achieve the same behavior in a child in a nonviolent way by by again, uh, you know, taking privileges away from the child if the child is naughty, taking privileges away, and and but there you have to be consistent. Otherwise, it doesn't work. You have to be consistent. So in other words, you make the child grow up accountable. So the child knows that if I do this, I'm accountable. Now that's a good adult. Now the child will grow up into an adult knowing that their behavior is accountable, that how they behave matters. And, and, uh, and in that way, you will get a nice, well-rounded adult. So coming back to the child again. So, you, you, know, you, you, you know, it's hard work. It's not easy. It's hard work. With some children, it's very easy because they are very compliant and they do things very well. Children love to be praised. And, if they, and, and what we need to do is when they do something good, we need to praise them. We need to, we need to praise them. And that's what most families lack because when the child does something good, people just ignore it. They don't, they don't even look at it. So the child, you know, after a while thinks that, you know what, if I do all these good things, nobody's saying anything, nobody's even looking at it. So, I mean, why should I continue doing this? So good actions need to be rewarded. 
uh, and, and if you do that, the child will do more good things because the child knows that they're getting rewarded. The, the best reward, the best reward that the child can receive and the child wants is not physical report, uh, rewards like sweets and chocolates and ice cream and that kind of thing. The real, real reward that the child requires is a psychological feeling good. That's what the child needs. That's, that's more important to the child. Of course, they will say, look, I want a sweet or I want an ice cream or something like that. But the real reward is, is when the child feels good about themselves and their self-esteem self improves. That's what we should be aiming for. And, and that's what we will get. You will get a well-rounded child. So our aim should be to develop a child with that type of characteristic. So when they grow into adults, they become accountable to themselves, accountable to other people, uh, then, then, and, and they also feel good about themselves. They have a good self-esteem. Uh, so nobody can put them down because they know others putting them down. They know their capabilities. They know how good they are. They don't boast about it. Uh, they know their abilities. That's a well-rounded person. And, and, and nobody can put them down. If somebody tries to put them down, they'll know immediately that that person is trying to put me down and I'm not going to, uh, I'm, not, I'm, not going to I'm not going to follow that person. And I, I'm going to follow somebody who respects me and who I can respect in turn. So again, coming back to that child that, that we have at home, see how important it is, how we behave, how it will impact on that child, whether we behave, if we behave negatively, uh, it'll impact negatively on the child. If we behave positively, we, we, uh, it'll, it'll impact positively on the child, and we'll get a, a, a child with a very good character growing up. Yes, sir, doctor, making a lot of sense. And about that uh, sibling, you know, that always got the uh, others into trouble, and when you're catching it, was smiling and sneering at you. What type of individual was that? And I'm sure uh, that type of... Uh, you know, family member up to today, they may be pointing finger, hey, you know you, you got me in trouble for nothing, and they still laugh at it, uh, doctor. Uh, <laughs> how should we read into that? Well, you know, the, the, the saying is that every, fam every family has a black sheep. Uh, and what, the, what that means really is that every family has a member who disrupts the normal family situation. Uh, and... Uh, you know, they sometimes they are rejected by the family. Sometimes they are they are made to, to think that something is you know there's something wrong with them, uh, and they are belittled, and they are and that makes things makes things worse. And usually, the reason for that is that in their perception, their perception as they grow or as they grew older was that their parents paid more attention to another sibling, and and uh, they didn't pay the same amount of attention. To, to that person. Now it could be, uh, you know, it, it could be a parent, a, a, a parent who is favoring one of the children. That's why it's so important for us not to favor children, not to try not to favor our children, and also try and give equally to everyone. Don't give one child more than the other child. Give equally to everyone, and and, and it makes so much of sense because uh, if you do that, then you are treating all of them equally. But if you give one more, you pay more attention to one child, uh, you do things more for one child. The other children are wa watching, and they, they feel that they are not good enough, uh, that you, they, 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 are, they are bad people, not deserving your, your praise or, or your, your, um, your rewards that, that you are giving to that other child. And, and that's how they develop into aggressive, aggressive kids uh, they get they go, uh, and and uh, kids that uh, start losing respect for you, and and kids that become um, uh, antisocial, and and usually that that you can see uh, in in teenage life, and and when that happens, uh, it's a it's a recipe for disaster because these are the children that usually are, are enticed by drug lords. Uh, and, and they can go into drug addiction very, very easily because that gives them a lot of peace and, and settles their mind down. Uh, and, and they are very at very high risk of drug addiction. Uh, and, and so, you know, but, but it doesn't start there at teenage life. It probably started when they were very young, three, four, five years, six years old, seven years old. That's when, that's when the problem started. 
what you are seeing when you are 16, 17 is the end result or the, mid, or the result of what happened when you were a child, when, when, like how they were treated when they were a child. So it's so important for us to treat all our children exactly the same. And you praise one, and the other one does the same thing. You praise them too, uh, and you, 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 if you reward one, you reward the other. And you know, you buy something, you buy something for the other one too. Uh, you just, you just have to do that. Uh, otherwise, uh, you are looking for psychological problems in children. Uh, looking at this message, it says uh, from anonymous uh, grandmother. She says, "Assalamu alaikum, uh, brother Shafat, uh, Dr. Farooq Afiji." But first, uh, send lot of salams uh, to Mufti A.K. Hussain. I listen every day. He is the best Mufti we have. Allah bless him. Allah bless Marcus Sahaba and all the people that is with it. Okay, Jazakallah for that. She goes on to say, "My grandchild is hostile to his elders, but very sweet with his age group. Why does he do this, uh, doctor?" That's a funny situation, doctor. Very uh, hostile with the elders, but very uh, sweet and calm with his age group, uh, doctor. What's wrong uh, with this kid? There's nothing wrong with the child. The problem is in the house. There's something wrong with the house. The, the, the problem is that there's something wrong with the behavior of the adults towards this child. Uh, and that's why the child is doing this. Uh, th that type of behavior is not shown by his peers, by his, by his friends. So he's very good with them because uh, they, they are they are respecting him and they laugh with him and they joke with him and they they listen to him and so he feels very comfortable with them. But when he comes home, the tables are turned. Uh, he's uh, he's treated badly or he's disrespectful and and he's uh, he's made to feel that he's not good enough and he's not uh, uh, mature enough or he he can't handle this or whatever needs to be done uh, and uh, that kind of thing, you know. And, and and people talking negatively ab about him and to him, uh, making him feel that he's useless, he's not good enough, and that's what drives this thing here. So it's nothing wrong with the child. The child is just reacting to what's happening around them. And uh, again, I come to the point where it's so important for us to introspect and to look at ourselves and say, how are we behaving towards our children? Because they are watching. They are watching and, they are, uh, and, and their attention is... is is, is focused 100% on, on what we're doing and how we do things. Uh, sometimes you won't, you won't even know that the child is watching you. Uh, you may be busy doing something or talking to somebody on the phone or, or doing some work or something like that. The child is watching you and the child is taking in all the things, not only what you're saying, but your body language as well. They're very good readers of body language. And so you may be saying one thing, but your body language is indicating something else. They won't believe you. Uh, they they know that you are lying and you are you're not you're saying the truth. So all these things creates this problem in this child, and that's why the child starts behaving in that way. So we blame the child. In the meantime, it's not the child's fault. It's actually there's a, there's a family dynamics that's not right, and that needs to be corrected. And of course, the child needs to needs help, and the child needs to be settled down. And that's how to tackle the problem. The family needs to be involved. Zakala for that uh, very uh, deep thoughts indeed there, Prof. Uh, looking at this uh, frustrated uh, mother says, uh, Alhamdulillah, Dr. Farooq Afiji and Brother Shafaz, I really enjoy the show, especially when Dr. Farooq Afiji comes. He's cool, calm, collected, and he's so soothing. He says, uh, Doctor, I have a child uh, that is uh, very aggressive, always angry. I don't know what to do. Just the other day, a Amil came to the house and said, uh, please get him a cat so that it will calm him down. But I'm afraid he may interfere with the poor cat and uh, do something destructive. How would you advise uh, Dr. Farooq Afiji? That's an interesting one, doctor. You see, when a child behaves like this, uh, the, the, the general uh, behavior towards the child will be a negative behavior. They will make the child feel that there's, there's something wrong with the child and he's no good and he's... He is absolutely useless, and they will compare him with other children as well. See, Ibrahim doesn't behave like this. Why are you behaving like this? Are you, you, why are you behaving so stupid? Uh, you know, why are you saying things, uh, stupid things? You know, what's wrong with you? Why, why aren't you like uh, Muhammad? Who's, look, at, look at Muhammad, how nice he is, how, how, how well he goes with his father, how nicely he talks to his father. But look at you. You are like, uh, like a wild animal. You know, talking like that to a child like this will make him worse. You need to love this child. You need to turn the tables around and love this child because this child is displaying 
characteristics of neglect, of not getting the psychological comfort that the child needs. That's the problem. And so you, you have to look at the family dynamics and stop making this child feel worse. Uh, you have to start praising the child when the child does, does something good. And the child will, will try doing something good to, and then check your reaction. And if the child does something good and you ignore it, that it convinces the child that you don't, you don't care for the child, you don't love the child. And so his behavior will become worse. So you need to pay very careful attention to this child and love this child and talk to this child and see what's behind what his behavior. And the only way you'll get that out is to get the child's confidence. And the way to get the confidence is to become friendly with him. You have to become friendly with him. You have to spend time with him alone and, and, uh, and work out. Yeah, we hope we haven't uh, lost our, our, our doc. You're back. Okay. I mean, you're, you're making a lot of sense of uh, you know, the type of aggression and the thing, uh, things that what I want to know from you, Doc, is that, uh, you know, is in, aggression impulsive or is something, you know, I want to know, do you have impulsive aggression or do you have impulsive kindness? Do you get that type of uh, in the individual that's, uh, you know what, just like how the individual gets aggressive? Can you get a, an individual that impulsively likes to be kind to everyone, Doctor? Absolutely, yeah, you do. And uh, uh, one of the things that we notice uh, is, is uh, ADHD uh, in children. Uh, you know, ADHD in children, uh, attention deficit hyperactive disorder, uh, in children where children are un virtually uncontrollable, uh, they're on the go all the time, and uh, the, the attention span is very small, and uh, it's very difficult to for them to concentrate, and and that uh, uh, that can go on. About thirty percent of children like that uh, end up with with it in adult in adult life. Um, most of them, seventy percent, burn out by the time they are teenagers. But there is about thirty percent. Three out of ten will go on to become adults like that. And one of the characteristic feature of uh, of ADHD uh, is uh, impulsiveness. They become impulsive, uh, and it's not only in the behavior. It'll become in buying as well, or in 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 suddenly uh, they want to go somewhere, uh, and they want to drive, take a drive without any warning. They want to go somewhere far, you know, uh, and uh, so they it is a bit disruptive uh, to the family. Uh, but they need to understand that uh, this impulsive behavior is coming from uh, a background of uh, of ADHD and ADHD. Uh, uh, from, from studies that have been done, is is uh, the, the that uh, there's a problem with the, with the, with the, uh, just to put it, you know, it's it, it's difficult to explain uh, explain this, but it uh, just pretty simply, uh, the wiring in the brain is a bit not right, uh, and that needs to grow a little bit, and that's what uh, uh, fixes, you know, it, it uh, uh, that's what uh, uh, helps as the child grows older. Uh, but uh, you know that's that's what medication sometimes is used to try and uh, try and control these impulses and control this uh, inattention and and make them more attentive. Uh, but uh, yes, that's one of the one of the reasons why people become one of the common reasons why people become impulsive at times. But again, uh, you know it, it's it's it's, uh, it's 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 not very common. Uh, most people would think twice before they do something that's that's uh, that's important, like buying a car, buying a house, or or buying something or something big, or or, or uh, making a big decision like going overseas or whatever it is. Uh, you know, those things are not. And if somebody makes a decision, an impulsive decision to do that, uh, then you have to consider uh, that there may be something not right with them, mental with them, with their thinking, uh, but. Uh, generally speaking, uh, in, impulsive behavior uh, is usually very short-lived, and it doesn't last for too long. Uh, and uh, usually, again, uh, there may be a an element of frustration, an element of anxiety during that time, uh, that they're getting frustrated, or they're getting anxious, uh, or they're feeling threatened, and so they do that. They do what 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 needs to be done uh, quickly to relieve themselves. Uh, 
Gee, uh, doctor, you know, uh, making a sense there, and uh, mashallah, jazakallah for explaining that. Uh, Haji Pei says, assalamu alaikum. Uh, you and uh, Dr. Faru Kafiji got me thinking, uh, Shafad Ba. I want to know, you know, human beings uh, are supposed to behave uh, like human beings and not like animals. We know ad- animals act violently, uh, even, uh, you know, aggressively, uh, instinctively to obtain food and uh, to defend themselves and their young. But for a human being to behave so aggressively and perhaps in their aggression to kill others and show disrespect seems that, that they definitely have a, uh, a neural connection problem, uh, Doctor. Doctor, how would you respond to Haji Pei there? Uh, yes, uh, you know, as I said earlier, uh, that uh, uh, these aggressive behaviors in childhood, if not, if not controlled and not sorted out, it becomes aggressive behavior in teenage life, which becomes dangerous because uh, the teenage teenagers can be quite strong and uh, they can do much greater damage uh, to not to not only to themselves, but to people around them. And of course, they grow up into aggressive adults and uh, uh, they they can cause major problems for, for people around them. And if they go into a management position uh, or they go into a job which, which uh, uh, which has people under them, uh, that aggressiveness will also be shown to those people uh, who, who are under them. And, and, and if they get married, and, 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 and so again, uh, they will take that aggression out on their spouse as well. So these are people who, are, who, who, who have developed aggression from childhood. Uh, perhaps it may be a, a personality disorder, or perhaps it may be, it may be a learn, learned behavior, uh, from 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 the environment in childhood, uh, but these are very very difficult people to treat and uh, people to make to understand people to make them understand. They they don't want to understand. They usually are in denial. They think they are right. Nobody else can tell them what to do. And uh, uh, you 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 just you suggest counseling, and they think uh, that you are thinking that they're mad and they don't want to go for any counseling. Uh, they say that you need counseling because you're not doing what I'm asking you to do. Uh, and so uh, in, in, in a relationship situation uh, with a person like that uh, living in a house, you find that everybody around them will be depressed or anxious, not knowing what the next outburst is going to be like. They, they live on tenterhooks. They, they don't know what the next move is going to be like. And, and so their lives become miserable. And some of them become, uh, some of them have to go on to antidepressants. Uh, because they can't take this nonsense from this person whom they love, because it may be the father, or it may be an, an uncle, or it may be a brother, uh, but uh, they love them. But uh, they, they display this behavior which creates a, a conflict in their mind and, uh, and makes them feel uh, sad and makes them feel depressed and anxious uh, about the next move. So uh, you find that people in the family will, will be on medication or they may be going for counseling simply because of this one person who is disrupting the whole family. And, and, but this person doesn't want to go for treatment and doesn't want to go for counseling and doesn't want to understand that there's something wrong with him, something wrong, wrong with, with their behavior. Uh, so this process goes round and round and round. And there are quite a few situations like that. Uh, Shafat is very, very sad, uh, very, very sad to see this happening in families. Doctor, you know, you make me think of uh, these aggressive people and can maybe uh, visualize some. The straight jacket syndrome, you know, when that, that, uh, that comes into play, a person goes, uh, you know, mentally deranged. But when you're aggressive, you're losing all your senses, you lose all control, and you, uh, you look like someone that's uh, mentally retarded at that moment, uh, Doctor. Do they put them in a straight jacket then? Well, you know, we, you know we, we are told that anger, when you get angry, shaitan takes control of you. And uh, Shaitan loves it. Uh, and so if you continue to become angry, Shaitan will drive you to become more angry. And Shaitan will drive you to do all the wrong things and break, break relationships. Uh, and, uh, and so you need to realize if you're a person who is who's, who's a person like that, you really need to sit down and think about yourself and try and do something to try and get yourself right. Uh, and uh, one of the best ways is to go back to the basics of our teaching in Islam. And, and go back to it and go, uh, even if it means reading through all the, 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 uh, uh, the syllabus of, of the, of the Madrasa, start from there and go into uh, the Quran, try and understand the Quran, try and read the Quran, because that 
has a calming effect on people, on, on you. And, and of course, the Quran is Shifa as well. So you'll get some Shifa there as well. And, and, and try and uh, follow the Sunnah of Rasulullah uh, where you find that your living will not be as complicated as you may make it out to be. And the complicated living can also put pressure on you, uh, causing, causing you to, to behave in that way, uh, with the result that uh, you know, you, you, you'll be miserable and you make everybody around you miserable and the whole house will be miserable and, and, and just because you don't want to go and get yourself right. Well, let's make this the last question. Appreciative uh, brother says, uh, Dr. Farooq Afiji, Jazakallah Khair. I really enjoy uh, you, not only now, but I'm enjoying you for many years. You have been in Islamic medical files for over 20 years plus. I think he's spot on, doctor. Over 20, 25, 23 years. How many years uh, doing medical shows, uh, doctor? It's about 20 years. Oh, 22 years. Well, brother, you hit it spot on. Doctor has been serving the Ummah diligently for 22 years. And he goes on to say, Doctor, when I was a young lad, we had an uncle who showed his aggression by throwing bricks. Perhaps the family members hid the other underlying factors, but he was throwing bricks, and I haven't forgotten that. I'm so traumatized. I'm 56 years old now. I can still visualize that uncle. Uh, doctor, how you resp- uh, respond to appreciative uh, brother? Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's post-traumatic stress syndrome, right? Uh, his brother is suffering from post-traumatic. It's a, it's a traumatic event. A person who tries to throw a brick at you, uh, and, uh, of course, you, your, your, your immediate impulse would be to try and get away from that person. But the thoughts that go through your mind would be uh, things like, you know, what if you hit me? What if, what if that brick landed on my head, and I would have been paralyzed, or I would, I would, have, been, I would have had a stroke, or I would have died, or... Uh, and that that thought can can play major problems in in in, in your head and cause uh, you know cause anxiety and uneasiness and you'll be suspecting everybody that you meet uh, that they may turn around and throw a brick at you. So uh, yes, you know all kinds of violence is very bad. And in fact, what's happening in Palestine at the moment is 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 a disaster. Because all those kids growing up there, like not a normal childhood. It's not a normal childhood. Here they are confronted with bombs and you know, bombs make a very big noise. People are dying, people, people are getting hurt. They, they're seeing blood around them. They're seeing dead bodies around them. Uh, and uh, they, uh, you know, they can see scared adults around them. They themselves are scared. They're gonna, they can't understand what's going on. Uh, they don't know what's they think uh, that's how life is, uh, and and I you know it's, it's it's not a nice thing. It's a terrible thing, you know. And uh, I think uh, the uh, aggressor is actually wanting this to happen. Uh, they want the children to grow up like this, uh, with with a with a with a mental situation that's uh, you know uh, deranged and not thinking right, and uh, and making them anxious people and making them people who are growing up with fear. Uh, and I think that's done on purpose, from what I can see. Uh, and, and, and you know, you just feel sorry for them. And they'll need a, they'll need a lot of counseling. So when, when things settle down, I think we'll need to go in there, uh, not only with medication, but with people to go and talk to these children and try and get them out of it uh, before they become adults and, and become, uh, you know, uh, uh, people who are anxious and depressed and, and not enjoying life. Well, uh, bless you for your kind thoughts, uh, Doctor, and uh, perhaps uh, you are someone that, that can uh, bring in tranquility and peace uh, to the Ummah. You have done that exactly on Medical Flyers uh, this evening. Your parting words uh, before we let you go? We make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He guides us all the time, uh, that he, he, he protects us uh, and He provide, provides security uh, for us, and especially the people in Palestine. Uh, we, we make dua that Allah ta'ala protects them, guides them, uh, and... Uh, and keeps them in good condition, and uh, those who have passed away, um, give them give them the, uh, the the station of shahada, and those people who are injured, uh, you know, heal them quickly, return them back to their normal self again, and take the and take the pressure off, uh, and and uh, uh, we made dua to Allah also to soften the hearts of those people who are aggressive, and guide them and. Uh, 
and see uh, where, whether the attitude can be changed uh, to one of uh, our compassion and care. And we must continuously make dua. Uh, and Allah Ta'ala is always there. But remember, Allah Ta'ala is, is, Allah Ta'ala is in control of everything. And everything is in control of Allah Ta'ala. So even this is happening in, in Palestine, is under the control of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. We don't understand it. We don't know why it's happening. We don't know why it's happening. But Allah, it's not out of, out of control of Allah Taala, and we need to remember that all the time. Jazakallah khaira, Dr. Farooq Kapiji. Beautiful evening ahead. We'll talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Time for us to go for the Isha Zan, and inshallah we will continue after that.